from CBS News Bay Area. This is the Afternoon Edition. Live right now on the Afternoon Edition, a beautiful day in the Bay Area. Look at those skies, but things are about to change quickly for us. Good afternoon. I'm Amanda Storantino. And I'm Ryan Yamamoto. It's a first alert weather day, so let's get to first alert meteorologist Darren Peck. And so, Darren, walk us through those changes, and we refer to you on this day as Mr. Peck. Yeah, right. On the big days, everybody gets real serious about these things. The first thing is the wind. And granted, I've got first alert Doppler up because there are showers with this system sitting off the coast. And just to track that, we could see some of these light leading edge showers work their way down into the North Bay by the early evening tonight. But the rain is really not the big impact from this system. It'll get a little more noticeable by Thursday. More on that later. The bigger issue and the reason why today is a first alert day is because the winds are about to really pick up. It's already started picking up for the hills and some of the North Bay locations. We're already registering gusts into the mid-30s. But watch the colors deepen and spread out over about the next three hours. By the time we get into the 2 o'clock hour this afternoon, that's when we're really going to be right in the heart of the strongest winds that this system has to offer. So that's why we've got a wind advisory today. Starts at 1 o'clock. Doesn't expire till tomorrow at 1 o'clock, but the strongest of these winds will be coming through this afternoon. It'll get better after that. We've got to talk about the possibility for snow in the hills. We'll do that coming up in the complete first alert forecast. That's more likely by Thursday night, guys. I'll see you in a bit. And as Darren mentioned, the big concern with all the wind, the possibility of downed trees and power lines. This is video from last year showing just how bad it can get in places like Contra Costa County. We spoke with the Contra Costa Fire Protection Agency today about how to stay safe. And you can even hear just how windy it is outside as the PIO gave us some advice. Whether, the, whether it's a down power line, a tree down, uh, major limbs down, if there's any threat to life or structures, call 911 and report that immediately. Uh, certainly in the case of the down power lines, call 911 and report that. National Weather Service says there will likely be isolated power outages during the wind advisory. Now to some of our other top stories. East Bay Congresswoman Barbara Lee is running for the Senate. The 13-term member of Congress says she's running as a progressive leader aiming to tackle issues like climate change, homelessness, and reproductive rights. Lee is running for the seat that Senator Dianne Feinstein is retiring from at the end of her term in 2024. California Representatives Adam Schiff and Katie Porter are already in that race. And a Supreme Court case against Google could upend the Internet. Today, justices heard arguments in the case of Gonzalez versus Google. It zeroes in on whether tech giants should be liable for content posted on its platforms. It was brought on by the family of Nohemi Gonzalez, an American tourist killed during the Paris terror attack in 2015. The lawsuit argues that algorithms on YouTube, which is owned by Google, recommended ISIS videos to radicalize viewers. Okay, let's get a live look at the big board right now. Stocks dropping early this morning on several weaker than expected earning reports. You can see the Dow falling 626 points so far. Oof, not good to see. All right, well, President Biden met with Poland's president today. He's on a mission to firm up support for Ukraine almost one year after Russia's invasion started. All this while Russia is racketing up tensions with the West. Skylar Henry has the latest. President Biden met with the president of Poland amid much fanfare Tuesday, where he reaffirmed the United States' commitment to its European allies. Our support for Ukraine will not waver. NATO will not be divided, and we will not tire. The president arrived in Warsaw after an unannounced visit to Ukraine Monday. 
that was meant to show solidarity with the war-torn nation and send a defiant message to Russia nearly one year since the invasion began. I just come from a visit to Kyiv and I can report Kyiv stands strong. But Russian President Vladimir Putin sent a defiant message of his own in his State of the Nation address. Putin said his nation would not be defeated in battle and announced that Russia will suspend its participation in the new START treaty, which limits each country to no more than 1,550 deployed nuclear warheads and 700 deployed missiles and bombers. The agreement includes on-site inspections to verify compliance. By suspending the last remaining nuclear arms control pact with the United States, Russia has significantly ramped up tensions with the West. Biden administration officials were quick to condemn the action. The announcement by uh, Russia that it's uh, suspending participation in the START is deeply unfortunate and irresponsible. Uh, we'll be watching carefully to see what uh, Russia actually does. The head of the United Nations also spoke out against Putin's announcement and encouraged Russia to reconsider. Well, thousands of Ukrainians fled their homes after the war started, with many of them landing right here in the Bay Area. Arshan Chitna spent the day with one woman who thought she'd be home by now, and she wonders if that will ever happen again. Spending time on campus was always part of the plan for Natalia Hoshuluk, even before Russia invaded her home country of Ukraine. This was a very unique experience. I didn't ever expect in my life that I would be here. But when this Fulbright scholar was preparing to wrap up her year at UC Berkeley, the war had already started. Natalia is still here thanks to an opportunity to keep working at this university. She studied how sustainability is discussed on social media as a scholar. Now she's teaching the Ukrainian culture and language. Actually, I'm processing everything that's going on in Ukraine, the war, on a daily basis. Even with so much going on in her life, including a family with two young children, Natalia says it's impossible to avoid what's happening back home. Not only does she have loved ones still in the country, some have served on the front lines. I'm not able not to know, so I cannot afford not to know what's going on there. As the war enters a second year, she's grateful there's more understanding of the conflict and hopes that this can lead to a resolution. It's important to, to, to keep the awareness and, and to keep people informed, especially that the circumstances are changing. You know, two years ago or even one year ago, many people could not find Ukraine on the map. Igor Markov is one of the leaders of Nova Ukraine, a Bay Area nonprofit. Early on when the war started, they organized many local rallies. Last year, they also raised money to provide medical supplies, beds, and generators. But he says all of that can only do so much while Russia remains beyond its border. All the Ukrainians all over the world and in Ukraine have the same relations to future. So we are thinking not about future, but we're thinking about present. So. And that's enough. The uncertainty of the war makes it difficult to plan ahead, which means Natalia will keep making the Bay Area her temporary home, still hopeful to go back to Ukraine one day soon. But Nova Ukraine is planning a rally in March in San Francisco to mark the first year since the beginning of the war. It starts at noon this Saturday, just outside the Ferry Building.